the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. You are in for such a treat. One of my favorite people is in the studio today. Uh, We are speaking with Elizabeth Quiros, who is the author of Purified in the Flame and co-founder of Redemption House of the Bay Area. Um, She's also a graduate of Arizona State University with a master's of arts degree in social justice and human rights and currently attending Liberty University, obtaining her her, uh, doctorate degree in Christian leadership and ministry leadership. My goodness, her goal is to become a human rights activist. I don't know if that's a goal that that is what she is where she can help make a positive impact on lives of those transitioning through the social justice system. Um, A few things more about her background. She uh, pursues this goal today as a social worker, assisting adults and children through child welfare and um, as part of her dependency legal services in Santa Rosa, California. And she serves as a human trafficking advocate. One of the things about her, well, there's just so much to share, but um, Elizabeth also um, does this work that she does in partnership with her husband, Jose Quiros, and they raised their children together um, and have just been spreading the word about trafficking and also the needs of young men in the community that are getting involved in gangs and uh, other difficult life circumstances, including incarceration. Um, she also um, it really inspires people that have lived in um, in situations of being incarcerated, uh, trafficked, uh, domestic violence, and the like, um, based on that being her personal experience and receiving a pardon even from the governor to um, uh, move on with her life and be able to serve in the way that she is serving today. A few uh, final notes is that she has received 
the 2019 American Red Cross Humanitarian Hero Award, 2019 Achievement in Community Service Award from Sonoma County Lowrider Council, 21 Inaugural Spirit of Sonoma County Award and Sonoma County Commission, 2022 Sonoma County Women of the Year Award from Congressman Mike Thompson, 22 Alumni Changemaker Award from 10,000 Degrees, and she was selected as the 2019 Faces of Sonoma State University. Her um, her accolades and um, her fan fan um, club has just grown and grown and grown. And 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 I am one of them. So I am so grateful to have you on the show, Elizabeth. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor to uh, to be here and just to you know be able to to partner and then, you know, share our, our passion about human trafficking to end it. Yeah. 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 You know, um, one thing I didn't read in your bio, but I think it's important for people to hear is that you are a survivor and, um, and you are a victorious survivor that's living in purpose and that is achieving so many goals that we aspire to, provide to partner with other survivor leaders uh, on. And so um, how's that, you know, knowing that you have been through these experiences and now all those horrific experiences as a teenager, right? 15 year old, correct? Yeah. Um, How does that feel to know that you get to speak into the lives of 15 year olds and, and all people that have experienced human trafficking? So for me, you know, having the opportunity to, you know, share my experiences and and give hope to others that they can use their their past experiences for something good. It gives me a purpose because and it gives me a form of justice, because for so many years when I was out there being trafficked and all my abusers, nobody was ever held accountable. There was no there was no there was no justice. And so for me. It's a form of justice for me. And I get to heal that a little bit, that little Elizabeth that's within me. I get to heal mm. my, my, that little girl that was, that was being trafficked at 15 years old. She's healing as well while I'm helping healing others. And I want other people, my other youth that are out there being trafficked or adults that are being trafficked, that they don't have to live, like, they don't have to stay stuck in that bondage. Like there's freedom on the other side and that they're more than that. They're more than the lies that they believe. They're they're more than uh, poverty and 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 those mindset that keeps them stuck in that cycle. Like they're more than that. So I want them to have a little bit of taste of the freedom. And once they experience it, I feel that they'll run with it. And that's what happened for me. Like once I realized the like I had a taste of the freedom, and I had um, I had a chance to embrace that new life. I ran with it because I'd never had it. So I mm. think it's it's something for us to be able to um to be able to show to others that there is hope. Yeah. You know, when you, you've told the story and I've heard you give your testimony. And one of the things that you've said is, um, uh, you know, you, you were really determined to get your son back. Um, that was one of your motivations to get clean and, and, um, and, and pursue a new life. Was that was, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, confirming, right? Was was that what was in your mind when you were thinking about turning away from everything that you knew? So when I, you know, got arrested for the last time and my son was three months old, 
all I can think of was because they told me I was going to go away. The law enforcement when I was when I was in handcuffs, I remember being the holding tank and I was in handcuffs and the police officers were telling me you're going to go away for a long time. And they were kind of they were sitting there listing off all of my charges and in my past history and also all my enhancements. And I was out on bail. So they said, you're going to go away for a long time. And when they told me that, all I could think of was, wow, I'm going to miss everything about my son. You know, it, it was like I woke up. It was like I was mm. in this wilderness for years and I finally woke up. And so that's mm. what that's what happened to me at that very moment. I started realizing, wow, like in this situation I'm in right now, I'm going to miss everything in regards to my son uh, growing up, like his first steps, his first words. Um, I'm going to miss all of that because of that situation I was in at the moment. So that's what literally woke me up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so you then went in and you served how long in prison after that? So I got a, a, a term of five years between San Mateo County and Sonoma County. Um, but within that five years, I did 18 months flat. And so yeah. throughout that whole term, it, it was like I was I was healing, but I was still hurt because I was missing everything about my son when he was growing up, you know, like all yeah. the important moments. And now I, I mean, I have them in my life now and I'm, and I'm, I'm restoring, I'm rebuilding. I'm trying to earn his trust. Like there's a lot of healing to be done between me and my son, but it's yeah. like, I want to say when is, when, when your children are babies, it, those are fragile moments. Those are like right. really important milestones or important moments to be a part of. And I, I just felt robbed. And so I was like really mourning throughout those years or, or throughout the time I was doing or I was serving and then mm -hmm. also healing at the same time. So it was just a really hard journey for me when I was incarcerated. Yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're going to we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that were going through your mind um, during those 18 months, because I want, you know, if there's anyone listening that maybe is serving right now, you know, the radio goes in to the prisons, it goes into the jails, it goes into um, various places, right into cars. I want people to hear like, what was your process? You know, like, like, how did you um, come to terms with this new life that you were going to pursue? And um, was there were there people in your corner? Were there certain resources that made a difference? So we're going to come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Hi, and Happy New Year from Love Never Fails. We want to thank you for your prayers and support that have allowed us to provide 8,000 dignity items to people in need throughout the Bay Area, to help search for 32 missing people, to house 61 people, and even graduate 97 students from our IT Biz Tech Academy. We couldn't have done it without you. Please stay involved by going to loveneverfailsus.com. And always remember that you are loved. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we're in the studio today with Elizabeth Quiros, 
uh, Elizabeth again is um, she's actually on our elected board. She's amazing. She is the author of our Purified in the of her Purified in the Flame book. She's the co-founder of Redemption House of the Bay Area with her partner Lisa Diaz Quad. I think I always miss say that. Did I say it right, Quad? I think McQuaid. So. <laughs> McQuaid. Okay. Yeah, close. Okay, McQuaid. Lisa. And um, and they're amazing. The two of them, they run this amazing organization out of Sonoma. And so just talking out of Sonoma County in Santa Rosa. And so we were just talking about, you know, kind of your process, like when when had what was your rock? Really, what we're talking about is your rock bottom moment. Right. You you were in there. You, you're, they said you're, you were in the holding cell and holding tank and they said you're gonna you're gonna be down for a while and um you they transferred you over and then what like how did you what was your process to really come to terms with I'm done with this well for me and in that situation before they transported me to um the facility there was a, a moment where I literally had to be honest and when you are being traffic or if you are out there there's sex trafficking and there's labor trafficking so when you're a, when you're in the game like in the in in both sides of the game like you're being sex trafficked or labor trafficked um there's a term that people always say you can't snitch you can't be a snitch and so mm-hmm. no for all those years i always you know kept i kept everything to myself because i didn't want to snitch or i didn't want to tell anybody like i always did what i was supposed to do i obeyed by the rules of the streets and so my last arrest before they transported me there was, an, there was a situation that arise where I needed to tell the truth. And so I call it telling the truth. I, every time I work in tre- uh, treatment facilities or I come across a survivor or a client and they always use the word snitch, I always tell them it's telling the truth. If you are coming from a place where you just want to be free and you want to be honest, you're telling the truth. And so for me, when that situation occurred and I ended up telling the truth and telling the law enforcement who I was working for, because in that stage of my life, I was uh, being labor trafficked. And so I ended up telling the the officers who I was working for. And so that when I went, when I got transported to custody, I was afraid every time somebody came through those doors, another woman will come through the doors. I I felt like that my trafficker probably would have found out and and basically try to have somebody come in and beat me up. Like I was afraid every time. And so I knew, okay, because of that situation, I was not going to be able to go back to the streets. I literally Mm. was embracing I was scared because like literally when I got transported, I was shackled and transported from San Mateo all the way to Sonoma County and on, on the back of a bus. And it was, it took me two hours to get to the, um, to, to um, Sonoma County. But I remember I was scared, but I was ready to embrace the new journey I was going to be on because I had to let go of the old list. I had to let go sure. of that life. I had to let go of the game. Um, I, all of that. I had to let go because I was, because I first, number one, I was afraid that, I couldn't go back to the streets because I was going to be under the term snitch. And number two, yeah. I had to do something different for my son. So it's kind of yeah. like I, I, I was forced to change my ways, you yeah. know? And so I was, I was afraid, but I was ready to embrace the journey when I, once I got to the facility in Sonoma County. Wow. So there, so it's like, okay, I told the truth over here. I can't go back there because they're going to hit me if I go back there. Yeah. I know I want to try something better for my son. Um, you, you had been for how many years you were for many, many years, you were addicted to meth, correct? Yes. So, so I you was, had been detoxing from that while you were in prison or in yes. jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I was addicted to meth for about 12 years. And I remember when I got arrested, I was, I just used before they arrested me. So I was literally coming down, but it, it took, even though like, I want to say like, I started coming down and I was probably bet like good within a month. It's like, my mind was still in the fog. My mind was still in the fog and my mind was still healing from all the trauma I put it through. And and yeah. then coming and then having that paranoia, like when you're out there on the streets surviving, using drugs and being trafficked, you develop um, psychosis because you are you're paranoid, like you're in this life where you think everybody's out to get you. So you develop mm-hmm. psychosis. And so I'm like, I was recovering from that, too. So there were so many things I was recovering while I was being incarcerated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, see, I, I, I like asking these kind of questions because um you people like people who have never been through these things they don't know they think oh you you rescued somebody or you got somebody out of a situation and now they're you know in your house or that you know oh you got them away from the trafficker and you put them here like no that's the beginning of a difficult situation where like you said 30 days you're in like a drug-induced psychosis you're in a fog you're still hyper vigilant you're looking around you're you know paranoid you're you know, and you're worried about telling the truth. Are they going to send somebody in here to get me or, you know, all of that. Right. So this can create anxiety. It can create PTSD, you know, kind of episodes, um, you know, loss of, of, uh, of awareness of reality, all of that. Right. So um, what I would say, yeah, I was, go ahead. When I was at the, um, when I did my first, the, cause I did, they had the term split up. So the first time yeah. I did in San Mateo County. And so when I was there, and when I was afraid that every, every time somebody came in, they were going to come after me for what had happened. I was constantly on guard. So I was, that's why I was fighting. And every time I got yeah. into a fight, um, I will be put in, um, security or a holding tank. And none of the officers are ever asked, why are you constantly fighting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like those are like one of the signs. Of, OK, well, something must be going on. Why is she constantly getting into fights? You know, somebody's yeah. not just going to fight. Be, oh, wake up one day. Oh, I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to go fight everybody. No, there's something going on. So I was constantly fighting people because I was protecting myself because I felt like they were trying to come after me. And so mm-hmm. it, that's what happens with people that are, are coming off the streets. Mm-hmm. Always fighting because you're just anticipating. I see yeah. you you're looking at me sideways. I see you want to. You, you probably gonna jump me now, or you're probably gonna try to take this from me, or you, yeah, so yeah. that paranoia, right? And so, okay, so you went through that for 30 days. When did you notice that you were starting to change, that things were starting to get clearer? Do you remember? Yes. So when things started, like little seeds started to get planted when I met um, uh, Sheriff Corpus. So Sheriff Corpus is this uh, the new sheriff for um, San Mateo County, and mm-hmm. so. I remember she would pull me out of my cell. There was a time where I got in a fight and I was in um in maximum security and she pulled me out of my cell. And she would tell me like, she's like, you know, I just want you to know that you have so much potential. Like you have so much potential. You don't need to be coming here. You're young. And she was telling me all this stuff, but I couldn't understand at the time, even though like I, I know now that seeds were being planted, but I just mm-hmm. didn't understand. And so I want to say that's kind of where the, the shift started, even though I didn't know it was starting, it, it started spiritually for me. And after that, there was a pastor named Brother Marty. So when 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 Captain when Sheriff Corpus was doing that, um, I start I started to like kind of, you know, re- receive it. And so I started to get curious. Like I started to 
you know, utilize the services that was there at the facility. So I signed up for to meet a pastor named Brother Marty. And mm. when I met Brother Marty, he would I've ne- like I didn't I've never came across anybody as gentle as this man. So mm. he pulled me out of my cell. And he will take me out to the to the backyard and he and he will talk to me. And then I will just, you know, the I'm telling you, the language I used to have back then was not nothing compared to the way I talk now. Like I yeah. talk slang all the time. It's so funny because when I got married to my my husband, I would use slangs and he was like, What did you say to me? <laughs> he didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I had to like re like totally rehabilitate myself, right? So yeah. when I was talking to him, I used all these slangs to Brother Marty, and all he did was just sit there and listen. He yeah. didn't judge. He didn't try to critique me. He didn't try to um, say anything to me or scold me. Nothing. He just sat there and listened, and that's mm-hmm. what I really needed. I just I needed somebody to listen to me, and that's a lot of the, that's what happens to victims of trafficking. They're out there and they just need somebody to hear them. Mm, so and, good. Yes. Ah. So he he sat there and listened to me and. When I was like, hmm, I can trust this guy. Like, I can trust, especially being sold to purchasers were men. The purchasers yeah. being sold to were men. So off top, I don't trust men. So this guy, I just felt a sense of peace. And I was able to be to talk to him and not be judged or looked down upon or anything like that. So I would go back. So he, And then I would tell him the little drama that's happening <laughs> within the mods, right? And mm-hmm. then he would He's okay, this is what I want you to do if this happens next time. So I would go back to my mods. And then, uh, like some girls will come up to me and say, Hey, you know, basically there, there's beef, let's fight or whatever. And then I will walk away. I would listen mm. I and I walk away rather than having to defend myself. And cause the whole thing is that you don't want to look like a punk. So like yeah. for me to defend myself, I mean, that's why I would do that. So I wouldn't look like that. But he told me, he said, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. So I practiced and I walked away. Mm. And I remember going going to meet with him again because we met on a weekly basis. And I'm like, Brother Marty, guess what? <laughs> I put it down. <laughs> I, I, I listened to what you said. Like I walked, I used your tool, I walked away, and there was no fight. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I felt like he was the first time, like, like the first person that was being Jesus, like being Jesus with the skin on, right? Like he yeah. was being this and just uh, meeting me where I was at. Wow. I was gonna say just to be funny. I love how to <laughs> but I liked what you said a little better. <laughs> to be like Jesus, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then so because that that relation, like you know, that interaction I had with him, and I started to get more curious about the Bible. Like, uh, so me and some me and other girls started to do Bible studies in there. Mm, see that? Ooh, yeah. That light, that, that yeah. fruit started drawing you in. Okay, we got to take a quick break. We're going to okay. take a break. We're going to come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Elizabeth Guidos. She is an amazing uh, leader and co-founder of Redemption House of the Bay Area, also author of Purified in the Fire, in the flame rather and um she is actually on the love never fails uh board she is studying to uh, become a doctor uh, of christian leadership ministry leadership at liberty university human rights advocate and the like and so we um we're just talking about her rock bottom moment and how that led her out uh, into the arms of the lord and on out into the work that she's doing now. So I'm hearing about Brother Marty. He sounds amazing. Um, he really just just sat there and spent time with you and was a safe man in your life. Was this the first time that you had encountered someone like that in your life? Oh, yes, big time. And so that's I think that's what gave me hope in humanity. And that's where I started to trust people and kind of let my guard down, you know, um, Mm-hmm. And like I started like to let go of that mindset that everybody's just trying to get something from me, you know? And so it, it was like total peace and total like serene. Mm. So, so I um, want to say my interactions with uh, Sheriff Corpus and uh, Brother Marty is what was that, that turning point that helped me with that turning point and starting to trust people. Nice. So Sheriff Corpus, she like, she spoke life over you. Yeah. And bro- Brother Marty, he listened the time he spent and yeah. being a safe guy um, and gave you some tools too. So you were getting these, this leading and this support. And so you started walking away, you started doing Bible study. And, and after a while, did people start going, Oh, she, she's, she's one of those. Is that, is that how, like, did they stop bugging you and trying to have funk with you or did they, did they continue on? Oh, no, they they tested me. <laughs> so so um, and I, you know, I, of course, like, because I was still learning myself. There was times I walked away and then there was times I, you know, I fit back, yeah. but you don't mm-hmm. change overnight. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, that's, but that's the thing. Like, I it, it's a process. It's 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 a fact that when somebody wants to change and they're trying, there's going to be moments where you do have a slip back. But then what do you yeah. do with that back? You either stay stuck or you get yourself, you, do, you get up, dust yourself off and keep trying. And that's what I did throughout my time there. I just kept yeah. trying and I kept pushing. I fell back and then I got up and, and kept going. And a lot yeah, of the times, when we, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of the times when, when people have a background of trauma and they go backwards, they feel like, oh, you know what? I don't have um, any grace to go forward or I you know, I messed up really bad, so I can't go forward. And I, and there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. There's just so much condemnation that comes up for people and they stay stuck, but that's a lie. It's a lie. And that's where, and for me, 
there's grace, there's freedom mm. you know, to, to move forward regardless, you know? That's and so right. that, that's, what, that's why I like to share my testimonies in these aspects so people can have hope. Yeah, I think it's so important uh, that we that failure and falling down are part of the conversation, because oftentimes we hear these pearly, you know, perfect little stories about, you know, oh, this person was doing so bad and now they're amazing. You know, everything is perfect in their life and, you know, they they don't make any mistakes and it's just not real. Right. It's like we I think. We need to tell the story of, we, you know, the real story of struggling and, like you said, failing and getting, you know, falling and getting back up again and yeah. a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger. And so when did you notice, you know, like, OK, for me, I've been away from all that madness from my, you know, my younger days of fighting and doing all that. I've been away from that um, for, you know, a good almost almost 20, 25, 28 years. And so um, how long, you know, did it take you to before it was like, man, that's so far behind me, like, or or are you just ready to jump on somebody at the grocery store still, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a doubt or what? (laughs) I love doing speaking again, you're just going to buy somebody at the grocery store. No, no. Um, now I play this tape through. Now I think like, yeah, like sometimes a little hood comes out of me, but I have to remind myself and bring it yeah. back because right. I have to remind myself like now I have tools to where I, I play this tape through and I, mm-hmm. and I think about the consequences and it doesn't really matter. Like they're, they might be having a bad day. They might be going yeah. through something themselves. So don't take it personal. So I have to like kind of talk to myself and calm myself down before I react. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now yeah. I have now I have tools, but it didn't. It took me a long time to get to this place. Like it didn't happen overnight, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good, and I love the way you call it tools. Is this like a language that you know? As you know, we're big on twelve step recovery tools, and we have a book which we're going to talk about. Has your husband in it? But you know, we we're real big on these tools, these life tools. And it's definitely part of, you know, the 12 step recovery kind of lifestyle. And is that where you got this language of using your tools or where did where did that come from? So I when I got released from custody, I went to Women's Recovery Services, which is a women's treatment facility. And I completed that program and I, you know, I ended up getting myself a sponsor. So I did N.A. and I also did A.A. I believe I completed the A.A. all the steps of A.A. And I had a couple sponsors through um, that fellowship. But what led me to a, a more stronger relationship with God was my, I think it was my third, no, 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 my second sponsor. And so mm-hmm. she's a believer. And so my first, um, was it, oh, I think I had two sponsors. So my, I think my, yeah, my first sponsor didn't have um, any belief with God. And so it's kind of like at that moment when I transitioned from doing the steps, I was transit, I was like, I needed something more. I was doing the mm-hmm. room. I had a sponsor. I was meeting, I had fellowship. I was doing everything that, you know, that the rooms encourage you to do, but it's like, I wanted something more. And mm-hmm. so when, with my first sponsor, she didn't have a higher power. Like she didn't believe in, in, in God and in, in that, in that type of higher power. And, and for me, it was, I wanted to know more about God. And mm-hmm. so I mean, my second sponsor and she had like, her faith was high. She was, a, she, she was a believer. And because of her relationship with God, 
it made me more curious. So I connected with her and we, and I started to learn more about walking with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. I want to say when I got back, when I got with my husband, um, I went to our local church that we go to now, we got married and I got baptized and I started to just walk fully with the Lord completely. And I felt like the rooms, I didn't no longer needed the rooms. I already got what I needed from the rooms. The room set me up to get mm-hmm. reconnected back. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. That's yeah. how it has been for me as well. Um, I went to, you know, 12 step to, um, to get clarity on how to, um, structure my, 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 my time, my thoughts. Um, but it was in the framing of using biblical principles, right. To do that. But I just didn't know like how to go about integrating all of that with recovery. And so it kind of taught me like a structure to it, but at the end of the day, the, the healing part was all the, the Lord, right? It was just, I mean, he was the one who came in and made a way out of no way. So, um, yeah, sounds sounds like you've had a similar experience. And so, um, so yeah, so let's talk a little bit. So you met Nico, and yes. I kind of know the story, but you guys were running around on bicycles, meeting each other, um, you know, cupcaking and when you were uh in the program so she he, he you caught his eye when you were riding down the street on your moped or something <laughs> tell us the story so i actually met um uh, miko my husband through uh a mutual friend oh okay. so, yeah so when we met through a mutual friend um we started like we started talking and what really like intrigued him was how I was, I was mentioning to him, Hey, you know, education is my number one right now in my relationship with God. Like I I was explaining that to him that Mm. like I wanted God and I wanted my education, but I was like totally open to, you know, talk with him. And, uh, and he said that all, I guess there was other um, girls that he's talked to, you know, in the past at that time or recently at that time. And none of them had the same, at like um the same ideas like they had other things they were thinking of but none of them was like education or god and so mm. when he said that what <laughs> so it like yeah. it, uh, it, 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 it intrigued him like it, it made him more interested to talk to me and so yeah. i remember <laughs> we would start like i was currently out of sle a uh, sober living environment when i when i connected with him and we started to hang out he would uh, i was working at the, a, a local restaurant as a busser and I was riding my bike everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah, that's why I said meet, that. Yeah, he would meet me at the restaurant, my job, and I will be yeah. on my bike. And so sometimes okay. pick me up, and he, he will tell me, "He's like, I can come pick you up." I'm like, "No." I was like, "I got my bike." I was so um, independent with my bike, and I was loving my bike. I love riding my bike everywhere. And literally, yeah. let me tell you, like, if you ever been out, like, if you if you were out there in the streets surviving, um, making money uh, in the game, selling drugs, doing all doing all criminal activities. You would not catch your, like, you wouldn't, if you were coming out of that life and then all of a sudden somebody hands you a bike, but like, you're, you ain't going to catch me on that bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, you, there's no way I'm going to be riding that bike, but I have to literally teach myself some humbleness. Yeah. That's what I love about it. If I, if I, if I'm being honest, the, the thing I love about the story is there's such a purity of it. There's just such a purity of you riding on a bike. And working, you know, somewhere and, and I could just see Miko coming and seeing you on your little bike and just being so enamored with you. You guys are too cute. I, I mean, just 
what a what a precious story of uh you know a new beginning huh it's just really i love it a new beginning all right we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back um and um we're going to talk a little bit about the um you have a gala coming up we have the fight for love um book release coming up uh we have several things coming up so we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and make sure everybody knows how they can connect with the things that you're doing and support you and Lisa. And uh, and so we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Elizabeth Quiroz. And we are just talking about rock bottom to uh, complete redemption. And um, and even now moving into restoration in her life. Uh, so excited and grateful uh, for um, what God has done in your life. And so there you were. Um, you had received, I don't think you had yet received your son back. Is that right? No, I didn't receive my son until, um, 2020. So it took nine years from the time I lost him for me to get him back. Wow. And just amazing that he was not adopted out. Yeah. That is, I mean, that also is an act of God because I have been seeing that happen so quickly now in the courts. Um, where children are adopted out. So praise God, you were able to get your baby back. You have your, your husband, um, you guys are a blended family and you're doing, you're doing business, you know, you're doing ministry together. So beautiful. Tell us about the, the uh, redemption house of the Bay area. What, what, you know, tell us about what you and Lisa do as an organization. So Redemption House of the Bay area is a nonprofit organization here in Sonoma County, but we serve you know, all over the Bay Area. We serve um, victims of human trafficking all over, and we also empower survivors to keep reclaiming their lives all over the Bay Area. And our organization here in Sonoma County solely focuses on human trafficking. There's other entities and organizations that, you know, um, serve or help with human trafficking, but we are solely human trafficking. And we also, uh, we're a survivor-led organization. Um, we are women of color. And so that's what makes it empowering as well, that we are uh, 
leaders in this community and we're lived experience experts. And so we also like, so in our, in our daily operations, we do a street outreach where we go out to the streets once a month here in Sonoma County. And then we partner with love never fails quarterly to go to either San Francisco or we do Oakland outreach. And when we do these outreach, we go out to find victims of human trafficking and we, we just bring love to them. We bring love to them. We bring hope to them. We uh, offer them purses, you know, with hygiene inside, with little quotes of inspiration. We get, we bless them with gift cards. We bless them with um, sleeping bags, uh, blankets. You know, if it's during the holidays, we'll bring them food. Um, like whatever we can do to bring love and hope. I, every, like sometimes I'll talk and I'll do a presentation and I, I remember, or there was a conference I attended and I remember Vanessa saying, like when you go to somebody on the streets and you ask them what their names are, it's like you're waking them up. So I remember mm-hmm. when you said that during one of these conferences I attended, I I say that now in my talks. Like I think mm-hmm. it's important that people need to understand, like when you go to the streets and you say, hey, what is your name? And then you wake them up, like you get them out of that slumber and they talk to you and they tell you their name. They feel important, like they're not forgotten. So that's mm. what we do free outreach that we want to bring love and re- and remind them that they're important, that they matter. And yeah. sometimes when we're out there, we'll tell them like, like when we start having that conversation, we tell them, Hey, we are survivors of human trafficking as well. And that kind of sparks up the conversation even more because now they feel like they're not alone and we're not there yeah, to judge. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so we do that for our street outreach. We also uh, host a human trafficking peer led support group. And so we, we do that twice a month. And so we do, we have it, you can join in person or on Zoom. And we also have mentorship. We offer mentorship to um, other, you know, survivors of human trafficking. We do presentations uh, of human trafficking. We bring awareness or what to look out for. So we have a one hour training, a two hour training and a four hour training. And so, uh, and we're just expanding. We just got our first office here in Sonoma County and we're expanding. We are literally building from the ground up. Yes, yes. Um and that support group, just for everyone's knowledge, you can log into that through Zoom or in person there in Santa Rosa, um, in Sonoma County. And so um, what a blessing to have survivor leaders available to provide support from wherever someone might be um, and, um, in, and also have a physical space that's super, super nice office there. Um, I had the opportunity to go and and um and see it and it's just a, it's a really comfortable and safe feeling space um so yeah so so you've been doing that you guys do public speaking you educate the community where you're doing outreach um and you're inspiring you go into jails now um i think you recently went into um san mateo county and spoke to, to the ladies over there yes and how yes. was that for you? Oh, that was beautiful. And so for that opportunity, uh, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Corpus worked with Pamela. Um, S- I'm sorry if I said her uh, the name last S- name. S- wrong. Yeah. S- 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they partnered mm-hmm. to do a book club. And so I believe. I'm not sure if my book was the first book um, was the first book for their book club. But they hosted a book club um, for for the women that was currently locked up at that time. And so they purchased uh, books and they went ahead. And um, when I went, I guess they gave the books to the women before I got there. So when I got there, we sat down. I sat down with the women. We had um, 
the the culinary team or the culinary um, uh, program make food, desserts, and we all ate together and fellowship together. And we and they asked me so many questions. Like they all came with their b- books marked, and they asked me so many questions about mm. my book. And so I, it was just like super intimate. Like even though there was a lo- there was a lot of women in there, it it was kind of ner- nervous at first. But I started to realize, wow, this is intimate. So it was a beautiful, mm. very beautiful. Wow. Wow. You know, in the Bible, Genesis 50, 20, um, Joseph gets to make a declaration after his brothers sold him into slavery and left him for dead in a pit in a ditch. Um, they he got to say, you know, look them in the eye and think about his circumstance and say what the enemy meant for for bad. God is using for good. And I, I truly believe that that's um, a huge part of your story for you to go back to that very place, even for your graduation pictures, to go back yes. to the place where you were sold at the age of 15, 16, right? Yeah. And go back to that place and take your graduation, your, your master's degree graduation pictures. Uh, on that very corner, this th- these acts that you're doing, Elizabeth, they're just wow, mind blowing. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about how you can actually attend the Redemption House of the Bay Area's gala that's coming up on the 27th. Um, we want to make sure you know how you can get in touch with uh, uh, Elizabeth and Lisa. And so we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, and Happy New Year from Love Never Fails. We want to thank you for your prayers and support that have allowed us to provide 8,000 dignity items to people in need throughout the Bay Area to help search for 32 missing people, to house 61 people, and even graduate 97 students from our IT Biz Tech Academy. We couldn't have done it without you. Please stay involved by going to loveneverfailsus.com. And always remember that you are loved. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. That's D-O-V-E Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We have just had a wonderful time with Elizabeth um, talking about her journey, her rock bottom moment, her redemption, her restoration, and her now ministry um, as a future doctor and as an advocate um, and as a representative of God's love and grace to so many. Um, Elizabeth, how can people um, purchase tickets to your beautiful gala and get involved with the organization? Yeah, so um, everyone that's listening, you can totally look us up on uh, on the web- on website or on Google. If you Google our uh, website, uh, www.org. Um, so just look us up and you can find out everything that's going on, like what, what were our goals, what we've done for 2023, all like any news articles or just any work that we're doing, like any updates, you'll find it on our website. And then I would encourage you to follow us on social media um, where you can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram and uh, under Redemption House of the Bay Area. And then if you go to the first page of the website, um, the Eventbrite links to our fundraiser. That's um, the gala that's taking place on uh, January 27th. You can find the link to that. And so we will love to have everybody attend um, the events from four to seven. And so it's just going to be an inspiring night of, of testimonies. You know, there's going to be live auctions. There's going to be uh, we have um, a keynote speaker that's an advocate in the community. We just, you know, just a lot of fellowship and just knowing what what our goals are and what we're going to be doing in the community uh, in 2024. <laughs> yes. Baletto Vineyards is the venue. It looks like it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, I see that your keynote speaker is Chris Castillo, human trafficking advocate. Um, again, you go to redemptionhouseofthebayarea.org and you can click there so you can purchase your tickets. Um, and or support this wonderful organization and this amazing work that uh, both uh, Elizabeth and, and Lisa are are doing. Um, also, uh, just a few other items to cover um, for those of you who are in the East Bay and you want to join us, um, you can come over to our Fight for Love uh, book launch. That um, and we prefer you go to the gala, go to the gala, go to the gala. Um, but I just wanted to mention that we are having a book launch. And if you're in the East Bay, you're welcome to come to that. It is from four to seven, unfortunately, same time. Um, and uh, but uh, if you can't make it to the book launch, um, we are starting the sale of the Fight for Love books. And we're super excited because Miko uh, or Jose um, Quiroz, uh, Elizabeth's husband is one of the testimonials in the book. And you can hear about, learn about his story, as well as 11 other courageous men talking about what it's like to overcome abuse, um, overcome fatherlessness, substance abuse, incarceration, and other, um, tra- you know, uh, tr- troubles that one might, uh, you know, experience. And, um, and with the power of God, with the power of the Lord. And so, um, check us out by going to love never fails us forward slash events. And there you will find um, the information about the event. Again, if you're in the East Bay um, or um, a way you can actually purchase the book, the book will be published as well as our women's book. So we already have our fight for love 12 step recovery book for women. The book for men will be published on Amazon as well. So you can get that later and start working your, your programs 
Um, so that is what we have for today. We hope that you've enjoyed your time. Thank you again, Elizabeth, for all that you do. We love you so much and appreciate you. Um, and then for those of you who are listening, um, as we close, as we always do, if you need to hear it again, or perhaps you've never heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.